Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, a.k.a. the showstopper. And with me, always, via phone, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, me, the models, me, family. What is it? We got the human encyclopedia of wrestling, the flawless phenomenon, flawless Joey V. How you doing? It's the Nick Diaz Army, motherfuckers. Sorry, I'm on my UFC shit tonight. Across the way, <laughs> it's all oh, that is, but it's we got mm-hmm. the karma coach, the light skinned Teddy Pendergrass. Okay, Mr. One, two, three, pin that ass down. K Breezy, how you doing? Man, I'm in it, man. Let's go, man. Let's, really let's, let's get in it. Let's, let's get NXT kicking. Hey, hey, I just really? want to say it's an honor having Papa Shango on the podcast. Okay, <laughs> hey, you know, it's awesome, to, it's, it's awesome to still be loved after all these years. <laughs> Well, before before we get to NXT, actually, Joe Joey B said something that uh, I actually was gonna mail to tonight. UFC, hell of a car. We also going to have The Rock himself presenting the BMF title. Uh, Joey B, man, I know you're gonna be watching that thing tonight, man. Who are you going for? Oh man, this is a big fight, Madison Square Garden. You got Nate Diaz versus Jorge Masvidal. Woo! Yeah, The Rock uh, was on stage yesterday for the weigh-ins with the title. Uh, it's awesome. Um, I can't wait. I will be watching as courses a lot of people because this is the biggest fight going in UFC right now. Uh, I'm going with Nate Diaz, man. I'm a I'm a Diaz fan. Love that trash talk, cocky, but he backs it up. Like they, you know, I remember after his last fight, they're like, Nate, you know, you were gone for three years. You know, he's like, he's like the reason why I was gone because everybody else sucked. You know, like. That's just Diaz, man. He don't care. I'm rolling with Nate Diaz. Mm. You know what? I was I actually thinking the same thing. I'm actually rocking with Diaz also. Okay, mm-hmm. Breeze. I got no comment. I, I got no comment. I don't know neither one of them. So if it's a good fight, <laughs> if it's a good fight, it's a good fight. You know, if it's a good fight, it's a good fight. Okay, Breeze, said, motherfucker, this is NXT. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't, I, I don't keep up with uh, MMA. I, I got a hard enough time keeping up with wrestling. It's it's a big fight because they created a title belt just for this co- f- fight called the BMF, the baddest motherfucker. Hell no! <laughs> and and it literally says that on the title. Yeah, it says BMF on but, the title. <laughs> but is there any? I mean, but so they gonna, is this a, a significant title or just just a one off title? Just a one off. Just a one off. Hell no! I'm gonna have to look that up to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that thing nice. And then it's your traditional. Gold title, it's what like chrome or whatever the hell it is. Silver. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful. All right, but K Breezy, man, start us off with the NXT. All right, man, so you know, we got the NXT uh show tonight. We kicked off with the group, probably, you know, doing the introduction. And I guess they might have, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming that they're the ones that did the song for EO Shirak, and she ended up coming out to them. They yeah, walked her down the- to the ring. That's the same yep. group? Okay. Yep, same group. All right. Well, you know, it, it went well together. Uh, then we got Candice LeRae coming out. And that is a, that is a sweet-looking title. 
Um, we got Candice LeRae coming out, and you can tell off the bat how much better uh, Candice LeRae has gotten, you know, over the last couple of months, you know, the, the training that she's been getting. Uh, this was a pretty good match. I liked it uh, for her and Hero. It was, you know, it might have been um, kind of basic, but it, it, it had it had a, 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 a quite a few spots in it. Flawless. What did you uh, What did you think about the match? Oh man, I liked it. Uh, you know, uh, Candice LeRae has come a long way from where she was, and uh, I mean, Eo, man, she's sexy. Woo! God, I'll tell you this one spot that really was. I was like, ooh. I think it was the, was it the kind of like a uh, backbreaker, like the, ah, uh, what are they? What was Carlito's finish? The backstabber. Yeah, the backstabber. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that was it. Was that the one where EO jumped off and did it to Candice LeRae, or they did like a spot on the rope where someone was on the bottom? I don't know. I forget what it was, but it was just sick. Um, EO's uh, moonsault. Yeah, she didn't hit it. But you know, still no, looked lovely. Candace got her knees up. Uh, oh yeah, man, I liked it. I thought I thought it was a good way to start NXT. Right, and a good way to to display the women, um, especially the women of NXT, because this is the one thing we're 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 always constantly saying. You know, AEW needs to fix. They need to get this 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 talent pool of 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 good women that people know and want to see more of and. And get them in their division. So NXT definitely got the one up, the one up on that one. Franchise well, I'm sure Adam, one. I'm sure Adam Cole is giving somebody a few pointers. Oh well, then hey, I, <laughs> hey, the more the, the more the merrier. Uh, franchise, what did you feel about your girl EO? Uh, you know, I would like to first of all, I would like to second my good brother Joey B. EO Shirai is whew, yes, love, yes, love. But that's neither here nor there. I digress. Uh, as far as the match go, I like it good match. We've gotten used to seeing uh, these good matches from EO and Candice, man. And uh, I smell I, I, I smell a, a hell of a match coming up here next week and the week after and the week after and the week after until they decide, you know what, we done with this. I could watch EO wrestle all day long, man. Good match. Uh, Candice, like we said, man, she's definitely gotten drastically better from the first time we seen it. It seemed like every single week, man. She just better, 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 better. I love it. I give this one, I'm going to say not four, maybe three, eight, three, nine, but still a good match. Still a good match. Okay, okay, okay. Um, next up, you know, we got some highlights of a, uh, of a tag team match that apparently we were going to get at the end of the show, which – I was kind of surprised to see. Uh, I suggested that they do this, uh, especially after the North American uh, title match from last week when Undisputed came out and it uh, interrupted. I thought it would be Dominic, you know, and Keith Lee going up against Undisputed Tag Team, but they instead, made, uh, for me, went for the better choice of making it Matt Riddle and Keith Lee going up against uh, O'Reilly and Fish. Uh, the tag team champions later in the show, not for the titles, but just to give them, you know, a tag team match. Um, I thought this would be a good move for Keith Lee. This will also give Undisputed somebody to go, you know, go up against. You got War Games getting ready to come up. You weren't, we weren't really sure until we, ha- you know, until we seen what happened later in the show. We weren't really sure what they were going to do for War Games, 
or, you know, what they're going to do with the titles. But now I think we kind of got a clear picture. You know, they're setting up a title run. Um, any any thought on that possibility that you can see Riddle and Keith Lee going up against the uh, NXT Tag Champs? Uh, yes. But um, I could, yes. Um, do I see them getting the titles? No, I thought it would have been I mean, I thought it was, you know, we kind of said that it would have been nice if it would have been Keith Lee and Dominic Dukovic, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, this little tag team, not bad, not bad thrown together. Um, I don't no. know if they get the titles, you know. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, okay. Franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, kind of piggyback over what Flawless said. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked them, too, for them to be, like you know, like you said, randomly thrown together. I feel like they work well together. I feel like, you know, they got pretty decent chemistry. Uh, would I like to see them win the titles? Absolutely. Would I like to have seen it been Dominic uh, Dajakovic? Even better. Um, but I think it would be a good match just to have. And, you know, I think that if they're serious about it, they can win the tag titles. Not this pay-per-view, but maybe the next cycle around. But uh, I like I like their little tag team. Okay. And, I'm okay. A, and I must say, I am an honorary bro. 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 All right, man. Next up, I think was the promo tonight. Uh, Finn Balor. And I loved every, I, I, I really love this, this. I love hearing this Finn Balor because this is the Finn Balor I think a lot of us have been waiting to see. And for him to come out and just throw shots at Vince. Like, these are shots of of just of epic proportions, like to talk about how he had to come and lay down for a dude with a mask. And and, and when that dude's not even getting over, but look at me, I'm taking my mask off. And it, it was just, I might've, I might've misquoted him wrong, but yep. it was a good promo and no, whatever. Uh, it was a good promo. I ain't gonna lie, but it was a good promo. I like the way he delivered it. I like the. I, I just liked his whole attitude, and it it really gets me excited to you know maybe see what's gonna come next, uh, especially with the story going pushing with him and Gargano. Uh, 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 franchise, uh, uh, franchise. I'm gonna come to you, flawless, since you since flawless was so rude. Uh, franchise. <laughs> I'm gonna go to you, man. What's your, what was your thoughts on the promo, man, from Balor, man? You know, I liked it, man. Balor was talking that shit. You know, Balor was really, and hey, look, he said the prince is back, you know? And uh, I like I said, I loved it, man. I gave this promo a 10 out of 10. Like, Balor, it, it didn't seem forced. It seemed like he was really speaking from the heart. And, you know, in the words of K. Breezy, pew, pew, shooting from the hip, you know? And that's, you know, you know that's a spoiler, not a prediction. Uh yeah, and I, and I liked it. It was right to the point. You know, he was sending shots left and right, and he's pretty much saying, like, hey, look, I did what the company wanted me to do. You know, I didn't even lose the title, technically, you know, and they kind of screwed me over. Now I'm back to take what's mine. You know, this is Broadway, not Hollywood, baby, and the real is back, and that's what I want to hear. Talk that shit, Finn. All right. Oh, Go ahead, man. This is Prince DeVitt, okay? This is what we were saying. This is the prince that we wanted. Give him a mic and let him speak. You know, it was it's kind of like a 
when uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was in ECW, okay? Mm-hmm. He would cut these promos, you know, and Paul Heyman would just, like, talk whatever. And he cut a promo, and it was gold. But then when he got to WWE, since WWE never watched ECW, they didn't think he could talk, so that's why they gave him a million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Like, it's so, like, like it's kind of like the same with Finn. Finn's on Raw, and they're like, oh, we don't think Finn can cut a promo, so he's just going to talk, like, maybe one little sentence a little bit. No, this is Finn coming unglued. What he said about the fiend, <laughs> um, uh, quote for quote, you know, I lost mm-hmm. to a guy. They put on, a, they put a mask on a guy, and now he's the hottest thing in the business. Well, I've taken my mask off, and now I'm the hottest one in the business. And it's true. Finn is gold. Mm-hmm. Finn is money. I love the prince of it. Man, he's just cocky on the mic, and he could back it up. This is what you're going to see week in and week out out of it. And I'm excited. And I can't wait. So what happens at in November twenty fourth? <clears throat> well, we're gonna get to that a little later. But uh, next up, we get a little uh, video, uh, little video package of Tyler Bate. Uh, he's fighting Cameron Grains a little later tonight in the show. Uh, then next up, we got um, who is this? Uh, I forgot who the dude was. He fought Bronson Reed. Uh, 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 help me out, man. Oh, I want to you know, know when is when is uh Poppy gonna debut? Who? Oh man, you gotta watch the promos, Poppy. That's Poppy. Story. Yeah, she's getting. She's coming to NXT. Her name is Poppy. It, it's a weird uh, promo thing. <laughs> I, don't think I, I, don't think I, I don't think I remember that one. It's wrong. Hey, I'm gonna say I ain't remember seeing that one. <laughs> I and mean, I watched the show pretty thoroughly. I ain't remember no, seeing no, that. It wasn't on there, but it was on something. Oh. Okay, but Bronson Reed came out and he had a match, and it was a pretty good match. I can't think of the guy name that he was uh Shane wrestling. Thorne. Shane Thorne, yeah. Okay, yeah, because these two were kind of just just kicking at each other back and forth. And I this this was a this was a surprise match. I, I didn't really know what to expect from it. I told y'all I think this dude Bronson Reed looks like Taz and Samoa Joe mixed together. <laughs> uh, but you know they had a little they had a little stale moment where they were just kind of back slapping each other. I didn't really you know I thought that went on a little too long and then a few forearm shots, some with some kicks, uh, a, a few couple of reversals. Then you know you got Reed coming off the top rope for a massive pom- bomb. It, it looked like he crushed the hell out of Thorn. Uh, he, he picked up the win. Like I said, for me, it was a it was a surprise match. Um, seeing two guys not really used to uh, kind of really get enough enough time to go out there and do something flawless, man. What did you uh, What did you take from the match? Um, I thought it was a match to get Bronson Reed over. Uh, it was okay. Uh, nothing spectacular. Right. Uh, Reed uh, jumping off the top rope, man. You know, not bad jumping off of that splash. Man, I just right. hope one time he climbs up there and those ropes don't collapse or something or injure his opponent. You know, I mean, but... look if Keith Lee, uh, if Keith Lee can do it, I mean, well, if, Keith Lee's more athletic. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, but they, but they still, but they still both three hundred something pounds. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just think it was a match to get Bronson Reed over. Okay, all right, uh, franchise. Yeah, no. It was like you said at the beginning. It started off kind of slow. 
I, I thought, you know, like the chop it. No, not the chop it. The hell am I talking about? The chops. Basically, it, it felt like it went way too long. You know what I'm saying? But when the match actually did pick up, man, yeah, Bronson Reed, he did his thing. You know, I think the Samoan Taz was all awesome. You know, I thought it was wonderful to see him, you know, bounce off the rope and do what he did, man. And I'm glad he won. I'm glad he won for a second. I didn't know where the hell he was going with it. But I liked the match. It was pretty good. Uh, once again, another solid match. Bronson Reed, I think he's going to get a push. Push this guy to the moon. And, yeah, let's see where they go. But Shane Thorne is still my guy. He's still a hell of a talent. So, you know, that's all I got to say about that. All right, cool. Well, you know, next up, we got a little video package of your girl, Mia Yim. Yeah. Wait, wait, the HBIC, the head baddie in charge, Mia Yams. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Mia Yams. <laughs> and then next up, we got Dakota and Tegan versus the Kabuki Warriors, which it was awesome to hear, you know, the crowd be happy to see the Kabuki Warriors come back. You know, they gave them a proper introduction, you know, you know, that, especially for Oscar. you know, you know, uh, she was, she dominated NXT, and it was just a disappointment when she got to the main roster because they didn't know what to do with her, and they just bombed on her. And to see her come back and, and still have that love and that respect, and even for Kyrie, you know, she she wasn't she had just left not too long ago. So, but for Oscar though, you know, being that for her being the head bitch in charge for almost what two years, then yeah. So, uh, franchise man, what did you think of the match? Well, you know, I got to do my thing. That Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> I was happy. I loved it. I freaking loved it. I will say, I was very, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was very surprised at how over they were. Like, they really didn't get booed at all. Like, you would have thought the other team was just, like, terrible because that's how much love they showed for Oscar and Kyrie saying. Um, I'm, glad they ret- I'm glad they retained the titles. And you know what? I want to say this. When we were talking, <clears throat> excuse me, we were talking about how they were going to, you know, how the titles are going to be defended with the draft or whatever the split. I, I, I'm actually glad that we're getting to see, you know, the Kabuki Warriors on Raw, on SmackDown and NXT. It's not as watered down as I thought it was going to be. And uh-huh. I, I I feel like, you know, this is awesome because that kind of gave me a, a, a glimpse into the future. Like, okay, now what if an NXT team wins it? Now they're going to be on NXT every week, but then you're going to see them on Raw, you'll see them on SmackDown. But it's not like the whole roster is going to be on all three brands. So I, I think the Kabuki Warriors, especially with Oscar, like you said, dominated. Former uh, women's champion. Kyrie Sane, you know, former May Young Classic competitive winner. Uh, former NXT I, Women's Champion. Yeah, former NXT Women's Champion. And I, and I feel like, you know, when, when they were first put together with Paige, they were kind of thrown, you know, thrown together, then thrown away. To see them pushes, promos in their own, you know, just see them being them. I love it. Uh, good match. Congratulations. I want to see more of the Kabuki Warriors, man. Put them on my TV every week. <laughs> Uh, Flawless before you go, go. but this is the the um, the thing that I was saying that could be a good thing for the women's tag, you know, division and just for the women's division period. Because if you take a good team like the Kabuki Warriors, where okay, you finally you got you finally did something with them, you turned them heel, and you gave them a little bit of an edge. But because people like who they are in as individuals, 
So now they're liking what they're seeing as a, as a collective unit. And with you now actually putting them on NXT, you've actually kind of made them the legit champion that they need to be. Because now they're on a different product. They actually went to a different show and defended the championship. So, uh, and, they, and, and with them getting over with the characters that they are, that just added more to it. So I, I, I feel like this is the way you need to do it and, and keep doing it. But, uh, you know, just don't don't over try to overdo it. But go ahead, Flawless. Uh, yeah, I like the match. Uh, I don't think uh, – I didn't think uh, – I wasn't expecting uh, Asuka and Kairi Sane to get booed because it's respect from the NXT crowd at full right. sale. It's all respect. Right. You know, they know them. They're not going to boo them. They're going to cheer them loud because they, they are NXT. They are original NXT. Uh but regarding the match, I liked it. I didn't expect Tegan and Dakota to win, but they did put on a good fight. Uh, I think Asuka and Kairi Sane are going to hold the titles on for a long time because of how they are, and I think the direction WWE's going with them. Uh, man, that missed uh, ooh, that Asuka hit. Uh, I think it was uh, it was uh, Dakota with, I believe it was. Man, that was she nice. actually hit it right. Yeah, she actually hit it right this time. Yeah. And I like how Dakota like laid on her stomach so Kari could hit the elbow on the on her back, mm-hmm. which made it nice. But like match, I liked it. Yeah, I like yeah. When 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 Oscar did the miss, she was a lot closer, and the spray of it went it, it went where it needed to be. It, it was still a little bit much, but it did it served the purpose that it needed to serve. And it wasn't like it was her standing far away trying to spit it and it just going everywhere. Mm-hmm. So now the referee got to pretend like he didn't just see this giant green mist of spray <laughs> <laughs> that just all, you know, magically disappeared out of, you know, out of thin air. But uh, like you said, when, when uh, Kyrie did her elbow off the top and she did it to the back and then when she rolled her over and then pinned her on top of her head mm-hmm. so the referee couldn't see it, I thought, you know, that was that was good tactical heel move that I, that I you know, just a little thing of a match that really made it great. So I, I thought that was a good finish. Any, any, anything else? No. 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 I bet. I bet. Uh, next up. Uh, so after the match, you know, uh, uh, I believe that was Dakota that was down with the mist. Yeah. Uh, she was, uh, so uh, Shayna Baszler and her dogs, you know, I, I can't remember their names. That's how bad they are. Uh, uh, Marina Duke. Shafir and Justin and Duke. Duke, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duke and yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a her dogs. Her dogs. That's what they are. Her dogs. Because uh, right now, uh, Basler's the head bitch. Um, but she get they come out, they jump her, and then Ripley comes out. And then as Ripley's coming down, you got EO who comes down, and then as EO come down, you got Candice LeRae that comes down, and then you got Ripley facing Basler off in the middle of the ring. And then you just got a whole bunch of women just going at it. And then all of a sudden you hear Regal telling the security to break them up, break them up. And then, you know, that gets the crowd pumped. And then he just says one word. Everyone knows what it means. We know what's about to go down. It's what we was hoping for. War games. Period. Flawless. Go. You forgot about Bianca Belair, who came down. Oh, Bianca, my, my oh. bad. Bianca Belair, yeah, she came down too. But, yeah. th- but again, it was just a whole bunch of women just started fighting, and we got war games yeah. with all women. Go, uh, go man. Go, go, go. I, I loved it. Uh, first ever all-women's war games match. I'm excited. My only problem is it's Ripley, Candice LeRae, Knox, and Kai, and Dakota Kai. So that's four. 
and it's Baszler, Bianca Belair, Eo, and now that's three. Is Duke and Shafir going to make four and five, and then someone's going to join uh, Ripley's team? So that's where I'm a little confused at. I don't uh, – well, I'm, one, I'm hoping that they just keep it four on four. Uh, they don't need to make it five. Yeah, five. yeah but who's the fourth uh, one on uh, Baszler's team? Uh, You get me a yam. Or right. – well, well, I guess the question becomes – I bet you Mia Yim joins Ripley's team and make it five on five. Well, well, well. They made Ripley. He named Ripley and Baszler the captains. So we'll see how they decide to pick the teams, mm-hmm. and we'll go from there. Uh, she may pick one of her. I, I, I think Baszler would just pick one of her girls to do it. Whichever one's the more ex- better experienced one, I think he'll she'll just pick that one. So that'll make the fourth. So maybe she'll take the pin in the match or whatever. But and then you'll get EO and Baszler and um uh, uh, uh not Baszler. Uh, you get EO and um you just Bella. said her name. Uh, You'll get yeah, you get those two. That'll fill out her match, and then you'll get the other four of uh, uh, Larray and uh, Dakota and 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 the other chick. So Tegan. you'll you'll get, Tegan. You'll get you'll get that four on four, and they'll just build from that. Um, because right now I don't. I mean, you could get Mia Yim. I think Mia Yim would add to it just because she's an established female. The problem is, is which team does she get put on? Like, does she come back? It, it, does she come back at like a heel? Like, because we haven't seen her in a minute. You know, they just advertised her. You know, maybe she's gonna come back with a new attitude and she'll join Baszler's team. But who, who gonna um, be I'm sorry, Mia, Mia, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, does she come back as a heel or does she come back as a face? Because maybe she's coming back with a new attitude. I mean, you got enough. You got enough people to kind of spread it out. But yeah. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do with it. Uh, franchise, what, what, what's your thoughts on it, man? My thoughts on, on it as far as what? Uh, what exactly? The, the women, man. The, 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 dude, war games. War games. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying because I, I didn't know if you asked me for my thoughts on him coming back as a heel or a face or if she's going to be – no, I, I didn't know exactly. Oh, no, no. I was, I, was, I was saying, you know, we were talking about who is basically going to pick as her fourth. And I was just mentioning me and him as somebody with that's a name that somebody people know. That's what me and Flawless was saying. Right, we thought right. you was keeping up, man. No, no, the, no. The, I, 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 I am. I am. I just. <laughs> all right, man. The original question was with Regal coming out and saying war games, how do you right. feel about that? Well, like and you guys making said, it all win. Well, I'm not going to lie. Like you guys said, I kind of wish, well, I hope they keep it four on four. But if I'm not mistaken, war games has always been five on five, right? No, four on four. No, it's four on four. So it's been four on four. Okay, so then I would assume they would keep it four on four. Um, but I think the only other time they did something different was when it was three on three on three. I can't remember. I think they did that once. Like it was like three teams of three, but yeah, it I, was I uh, Roderick Strong and uh, Authors of Pain versus Adam Cole and Undisputed Era versus uh, Sanity. Oh, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, okay, yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's I'm why say, you yeah, have me here. <laughs> right. Well, see, that's that's why I throw it out there, and I, I figured you'd pick it up. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, uh, franchise. But yeah, like I said, I mean, so I like the teams they got right now, but I mean, you know, they did do five on five. Ah, yeah, no, I, I can't see him going, I can't see him going over to the base, bro. Uh, but I mean, well, well if. 
if they do the five on five, then you can just add me and Yen to Ripley's team. That'll just give them five. That's true. Like, That's they'll, true. Ha- they'll have the they'll have the number. It's just whether or not if you decide to go with four or five. But you know That's what? The I, I think I, I think it does make sense though to have because I'm in my head mentally I'm running down the uh, the NXT women's roster. They don't really have that many people, so I think it would make sense if basically you know chose Shafir and Duke. Kept them on her team, then you just do uh, Mia. Well, I guess it'll be one of those two, and then threw Yim as the fifth person, you know, on the other team. But <clears throat> overall, regardless of who does what, whether it's four on four, five on five, ten on ten, I'm excited for this match because every single woman in this match can go. And this is what I love about NXT: their women's division. I mean, Raw got a you know decent division, SmackDown got a decent division, NXT got the best division out of all four shows on TV right now. So, uh, yeah, uh, I got a question. Yo, uh, is the takeover war games is that the night before Survivor Series? Yeah, yes, then how's it gonna work? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because, oh, you mean as far as what happens with NXT? Yeah, oh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little later. We'll, let, let's finish out this show right quick. Uh, so are, are we done with the women war games comments? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on next, we got Tyler Bader. Uh, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. I'm sorry. My my bad, man. Jeez. You know. <laughs> Damn, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I would have got it right. I would apologize. Jesus, man. I'm human. Let me alone. Tyler Bate versus uh, Cameron Grimes. And I got to admit, man, this, I, I'm starting to like this Cameron guy's good dude. I'm not sure about his whole character, I guess right now between him and Hangman Page, it's like, how many cowboys am I going to see? But it's, I guess it's about which one do I like the best. And right now, uh, Hangman's winning it, but Grimes is good in the ring. Like, the guy can go. He's got a nice little move set to him. He's rough. Uh, he's got some tricks. I like when he runs into guys and do a flip reversal in the air and then get to come down with a pin on top of him. Like, it's just it's timing. You, you, talking but, about, you, talking about, you talking about that little diving side flip shit? Right, that little diving side flip he does with everybody. Yeah, I, I like that. But um, Tyler Bates good in his own right. You know, he, he's, you know, former United Kingdom champion. Um, so the dude can go former tag team champions with NXT and stuck Mustache Mountain. Uh, so, you know, the guy's got, you know, he's got skills, and this was a pretty good match, uh, flawless. What did you think of the match? Also, what did you think of Killian Dane coming down as, and, and beating up on um, Bate after he got the victory? Uh, match was not bad. Uh, Grimes, yeah, you know, they're probably going to push him to the moon, but he did lose a riddle, so, like, it derailed him a little bit. Uh, I like his finisher. My only problem is, man, I hope he doesn't botch it. You know, with yeah. the that, that's going to be really bad. But uh, Killian Dane... Uh, it's weird, like, he's just attacking Tyler Bate, and, like, so, like, it, I feel like he's attacking, like, all of Pete Dunne's people, like, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, like, he has something wrong with the UK team, which will probably lead to a match with Pete Dunne and Killian Dane. So, it mm. makes sense for uh, Killian Dane to attack uh, Tyler Bate, who's friends with Pete Dunne. Yeah, that did make sense. And, uh, I, and, and speaking of Pete Dunne, we got him and Damian Priest next week. Uh, they already advertised that as a match, you know, a rematch from the previous one where Damian basically got the low blow in for the victory. Um, I'm actually excited to see that 
I mean, that's going to be a nice little match. Uh, definitely can't see where it goes as far as Pete Dunne and Killian Dane, uh, but I, 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 I'm kind of curious. You know, there's a lot going on. See what direction they go into. Uh, franchise, what, what was your thoughts, man? Yeah, I want to see. I, well, I can't wait to see the rematch between uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Damian Priest, but I'm even more excited to see Pete Dunne and Killian Dane. Uh, dude, both of them, man, strong, hard-hitting wrestlers. I like it because of the size disadvantage, but Pete Dunne, his in-ring style is so violent, so brutal. It almost reminds me sort of like a William Regal. Uh, he's he's smaller, but he's believable. So I, I'm ready to go, man. Get these guys. I want to say give them 10 to 15 minutes. Let them see what they can do. You know what? I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say when it does happen, Dunn is going to beat Priest, and Dunn is also going to beat Dane. I'm calling it. You didn't. Uh, but uh, flawless. You know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me try it one more time. Flawless. <laughs> Can you let me know if Damian – isn't Damian Priest undefeated in NXT? Yes, he is. Now, is this an undefeated that's going somewhere, or is this an undefeated just because he's he's new and right now he's just it's just early? Because I don't know if I see Pete Dunn beating him if there's a real purpose to him being undefeated. Uh, I don't know. I think Killian Dane's going to cost uh, Pete Dunn the match next week. I can definitely see that. Okay, then that way Damian Priest gets over. Without and and Pete Dunn can lose again without looking bad because it was interfering. Okay, I like the way you think. All right, cool. But Man, uh, how, 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 hey, how dare y'all make sense? Make me want to change my mind and shit. <laughs> what man? I mean, it's, it's it's well, this is NXT. Now we can't have this way of thinking when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. But with NXT, we can kind of you can kind of see where they might want to go and and. And what the potential of it can be, uh, you, you, you know, I wouldn't do this with Raw or SmackDown. I wouldn't ask that question. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so after that beatdown from Damian, uh, not Damian Priest, from uh, Killian Day, uh, we got a backstage of Fish and O'Reilly kicking in some pads held by uh, Strong. They getting ready for their match with the one that you should bask in his glory and the bro. Uh, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee going up against Kyle O'Reilly and Fisher, the NXT tag team, NXT tag team champions, Fish, Kyle and Fish. As I said, Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly, O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, and my oh, oh, Fish. I thought it was always Fisher. Uh, I was always, I was always adding more to his name. My bad. Um, I like this match. Uh, this was a good match. I like the way. That they got the the, the uh, undisputed got to get over on Riddle just a little bit. Um, franchise, what did you uh, what did you think on the tag match? It was pretty good. Um, one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't really have too much to say, but the fact that it was a pretty good match. Uh, no complaints, man. Good match. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like it. I like how uh, they took Keith Lee out so they could pin Riddle, which was a little shot. Man, I'll tell you this, man. Keith Lee's athleticism showed up in this match when he, like, 
uh, what is it? Uh, oh my god, when he went over the undisputed era, you know, when they threw him to the ropes and all that, and then like he did the double cross body. But yeah, they took him out so they could pin Riddle. Um, which I was a little shocked. I thought they would have got the pin on Keith Lee, but you know, hey, not bad. Good match. Yeah, I, it was a good match. I like when uh Riddle did the spear and the jackhammer, and then the crowd started cheering his name like Goldberg. Like they're really, really starting to really try to get that over. And then I also like where the, uh Fish and Riley tried to pull down on a rope and act like Keith Lee was going to jump over, and he just stopped and looked at him. <laughs> like there, there was there was a lot of good moments in the match where you know they thought they were going to get over on Keith Lee and he just looked at them stupid and had to let them know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not like everybody else. I'm different. And I, I love that. But like you said, um, I like how they got the beat down on Riddle, you know, not to, you know, give Keith, give the Keith, uh, give Keith Lee that hot tag so he can get that pop, you know. And like I say, I could see them getting a tag team opportunity, maybe not now because they actually lost the match, but that was kind of due to outside interference. From strong and um and uh cold, but uh flawless. What uh no, you you talked about it already, right? Yeah. Okay, franchise. Um, no, you said you ain't had much else to say. I guess that was it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm I'm kind of interested to see where they're gonna go as far as what war games is gonna look like as far as a card. Uh, who's gonna fight cold? Who's gonna fight strong? Who's gonna you know, is Dream coming back soon or, you know, what's going on with the tag titles? You know, we got a couple of weeks, so, you know, they got time to build some stuff, but definitely interested to see where they're going to go. Most definitely. And then you uh, are you going to talk about what happened at the end? What happened at the end? Um, Champa? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. That boy Champa came out uh, at the Undisputed, tried to jump down on a – Keith Lee and Riddle and Champa pretty much took everybody out, <laughs> especially with that, uh, that clutch he had in his hand. I, I, I thought maybe the way this kind of ended, it made me think that this was going to be the war games, but I, you know, I don't see they're going to do two of them. I don't think they're going to do a men's and a women's, but maybe this would be Champa versus Cole. That'd give you your, your NXT title shot, your, uh, title shot, your title match. But, um, uh, uh it, it's I don't know, it's gonna be interesting to see. Oh, yeah, you know what? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this oh. week, oh, go, 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 man, go ahead, flawless phenomenon. I'm just gonna say, uh, I'm gonna talk the ratings. Uh, oh, the yeah, ratings, the ratings were. Man, is somebody playing like spades over there by themselves? What the hell is that sound? That's me getting some gummy bears. Leave me alone. Yeah. Look here, if you can go to the bathroom and take a piss, I think I can get into the game. Call him Saudi fingers. <laughs> now, did you start from the head down or from the bottom up? I just throw it in the mouth. Oh, bet you do. All right, so uh, the viewership was 580,000. Mm. Wait for NXT. Yeah. Dang. But this was also because of Game Seven. I forgot. I forgot. That is true. That is true. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that's it. Damn, I, I, I thought I thought we were gonna get an explanation behind it. You know. All right. That, that, is, the, that, that is the explanation. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was supposed to go more in depth. He's supposed to make it sound like he was talking. He, he knew more about what's going on than he really did. He just wanted to be like, "Yeah, I got a text from one of my very close friends." <laughs> I do got one regarding uh, saw uh, the crown jewel in Saudi Arabia. What Let, happened? L- let's do it, man. Let's do it. Okay, what, you know what? About? Yeah, I was gonna say since we're done with NXT, let's talk a little bit about that because that did take place. All right, so I will say this: uh, a lot of people are wondering why SmackDown, why a lot of the wrestlers. Did you hear why uh, they said mechanical uh, issues? Uh, oh. When it, what, what, it was it was mechanical issues? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> nope, I'm sure it wasn't. Hey, go ahead, flawless. Tell them what the real reason was. was so, Saudi Arabia owns WWE three hundred to five hundred million dollars from their shows that they've been there the past couple times, and well, Saudi Arabia hasn't paid Vince. So Vince goes, you know what? I'm going to cut your live TV feed in Saudi Arabia from Crown Jewel. <laughs> so the little Crown Prince was upset and uh, took his uh, camel to the plane and said, you know what? You guys are not going home right now. <laughs> and the only ones that were allowed to leave were the ones that had private plans. <laughs> yeah. Hogan and Vince. So everybody else that relied on the actual company's airline, they got stuck. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> Damn. Oh, and and some other insight too. So a lot of superstars like Rusev, uh, Sami Zayn, uh, not Sami Zayn, excuse me, Rusev, uh, Ricochet, people like that. They were also tweeting while they were on the plane, and a lot of wrestlers was like basically like never again. This is the worst experience ever. Basically, like screw this. So now that's very interesting to hear considering like, yo, they still got more shows left. However, I also did read that now the White House also got briefed on the situation and now they're making this an international investigation. So one will have to figure like, all right, like how is this going to play out? Because, you know, the government already didn't want WWE to go over to Saudi Arabia to begin with. And right. now you have this that made national headline news and they're doing an investigation on it. Now it's kind of like, okay, what does that mean for the actual countries of U.S. and Saudi Arabia? Because, you know, there already kind of been, you know, a lot of turbulence anyway. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I don't blame you. It was 300 uh, to $500 million. Oh. And not only, that, not only that, but it's 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 a it puts a damper on you know a fan base getting to see something live that they normally wouldn't get to see. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you know that that that's kind of messed up on that from from the fan point. You know, from the fan standpoint. Yeah, and uh, do you know who Brock Lesnar's original opponent was going to be? When are going to be? Yeah, it was gonna be Tyson. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was his original opponent, Tyson Fury. Why? Why? I uh, it's WWE. I don't know. 
Okay, right. so Crown Jewel happened. Okay, Fury. I mean, to, to kind of go off the top of the dome here. So Brock beat Vasquez in two minutes. Mm-hmm. What? Why? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just ask that. I'm gonna ask why. I don't care who answered. Do you want it? Do you mean why in two minutes or why did he just be why in two minutes? Why have the match? Why because, not just do something where it should have just focused on Ray versus Brock? Because Kane needs surgery on his knee, and we knew that. And I reported that uh, Kane said he was probably going to have knee surgery before he began his WWE career, but he held off for this feud. And WWE knew about this, so WWE's like, "All right, we're going to have you lose in two minutes, then you can get the knee surgery." Which makes no fucking sense because you build this up only to have them lose in two minutes. And that's my thing, exactly. Then what else really pissed me off, and maybe because we're such big fans of this, we kind of look at it a little more, you know, in depth than most people. But we already have Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez in UFC. Why in the fuck are we in the WWE doing a UFC style match? <laughs> like the like the whole the whole uh, mystique and or about this was okay. We see what Velasquez does in his arena, which is the UFC. Brock Lesnar came in, came Velasquez owned his ass. Okay, now balls in Brock Lesnar's court. This is a wrestling match, <laughs> and they didn't really wrestle. It was UFC <laughs> squash. Like, I don't get it. And like Flawless said, to me, what I hated about it the most, and not to nitpick, but let's nitpick. You had Brock Lesnar get the shit beat out of him by Velasquez in a quote-unquote real fight. Then you have a two-minute squash and a fixed fight. Like, we already knew Lesnar was going to win. And if you knew that Velasquez's knee was too bad to the point where he really couldn't even put up a lengthy fight, you could have held this off. Like, I don't <laughs> get it. You guys knew Lesnar was going to win, so why not actually put some thought behind the hype? And, uh, like, the two-minute thing was just pissing me off because when Goldberg beat Lesnar in two minutes, yeah, that was a shock. But you know what? It had a payoff at the end at WrestleMania. Exactly. Because it led to the War Rumble where Goldberg eliminated Lesnar. Yep. And then, you know, Goldberg won the title, and then he faced Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title. So it had a payoff. This one, I'm like, I don't even know. Because when you watch Cain Velasquez and Lucha Libre, he can move and wrestle. But then he comes here, and it's like, WWE's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to, you know, it'd be awesome. If we had him fight like MMA instead of pro wrestling, like, but in a way, I kind of expected that. Like, I, I, that was probably the one thing I, I did not, uh, I wasn't surprised by. It was the way that the match started. Like, but, I figured that's how it would start. But K Breezy, let me explain something to you. If he would have, first of all, when Braun and Fury fought, Braun wasn't up here trying to be goddamn Evander Holyfield. No, they had a wrestling match. So, Brock Lesnar, I'm sorry. Okay, they did a UFC-style match. They went and did a, a, a boxing match. You know, if it was him versus Fury, it would have been a wrestling match. He probably would have been suplexing the shit out of Fury. So, that's what that, that's what kind of confused me about the Velasquez thing. Is because, <laughs> because you do 
uh, UFC style match here, but if it was anybody else, you know what I'm saying? It'd be a wrestling. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I, you know, I just thought of this. It reminds me of so. I think what they're doing. So remember how we were talking about the other day about Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Halloween Havoc. If you guys remember WrestleMania Six, Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan for the title. Okay. WCW only brought in Warrior to have Hogan beat Warrior and get a one up on Warrior. I think Uh that's what they did with with Velasquez. Oh, Lesnar got his ass kicked. Guess what? Yeah. Now, now if this doesn't have no long term payoff, I'm gonna be pissed. Like it's just like you've just brought in Velasquez so Lesnar can get his victory over Kane. Like it's just. Well, I, well, okay. Well, here's my thinking on it. Okay, so if okay, if he needs to have the knee surgery, <clears throat> excuse me, if he needs to have the knee surgery, and the goal is for him and Brock to actually have some type of real feud. Like the only okay, so you enter. I'm look okay. I guess <clears throat> with my WWE eye, I'm looking at it like this: We'll have Vasquez come in and be a help to Rey Mysterio in the story we're building there. While building that and while doing this, Vasquez needs to have knee surgery. He's going to have knee surgery, but we're going to have this little one-off match so Brock can kind of get his one-ups. Okay, cool. Vasquez gets the knee surgery and about a year or so comes back and have a match with Brock where he gets a victory and they maybe kick off a, a bit of a story where the match they'll have will fit more of the style that they need to have, not not – what we got in this match right here because clearly there was no style to this match. It was just go out here and do this and then, you know, take take the you know take the loss. Maybe they'll develop something a little more and Vasquez will be able to get healthy, get some ring rust, get some ring time in, get some of that rust off of him. Now that's me, you know, being Mr. Optimistic that, you know, this is this is how this could go. Where in reality it could just go totally left. You know what would have made the perfect sense if this if Lesnar wouldn't have beat Velasquez, it would have been like disqualification. Lesnar's hitting Velasquez in the knee with a chair, and then F fives him on the steel steps or a chair with his knee hitting it first. It would have explained it better. Yeah, instead of just yeah, that, definitely, that definitely would have been better. Yeah, that yeah. definitely would have been better. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, that maybe that's what they should have just did, but I, I. I <sighs> I don't think it's a one-off. I, I don't think he's done. If he signed a contract, I, I'm hoping there's something in mind. Because if Fox still wants this sport-based uh, show, then what better way than to have a guy like him be, you know, come on the show, have matches, and, and get better and build up to fighting Brock Lesnar when he feels he's ready. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably not going to happen because we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I didn't say he had to stay on SmackDown. We don't know what show he's on, <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But okay, back to this crowd jewel thing. So they had the turmoil match. I don't want to get into who won, who lost. The OC ended up winning. Uh, I didn't have too much of a problem with it. Uh, it's the OC. They, I, I feel like they owed it to him. You ain't giving the title back, so I feel like you you owe this to him. Uh, we got a pretty good match between uh, I forgot the guy's name. He fought Cesaro. Um, Mansoor. 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 That was actually a pretty good match. I, I actually ended up actually liking that match. I, 
There was a couple of matches that were pretty good. We got Roberto versus AJ. AJ won, but it it, uh, it, it didn't have that same pop that it did Monday night. Uh, <clears throat> we got the women's match, which, you know, was supposed to be a historical match, but it was kind of – it just didn't feel right. Like, it, it just – it was historical, but it, it just didn't feel right. Um, and then we got the Fiend. I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. Before we got to the Fiend, then we got the five man Hogan versus Flair match, which seems to be the one thing everybody was happy about. Uh, this was actually a pretty good match. I I don't know what the hell Ricochet was wearing. Um, Robin? I, no, that no, that would that 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 did not look like a Robin. I I don't ever remember seeing Robin look like that. Captain Planet. That yeah, he he was a mixture of superheroes. He was not just one person. He was like five different a Power Ranger, a Batman. He was like, Turbo Man. Yeah, he was something. I, I don't know what the hell he wore, but you know they you know they did their things. They did their spots. They finished. Uh, I like the RKO that uh, Randy Orton made into the Superman punch. Um, I was kind of hoping they would get the one ups, like Flair would get it, but. You know, this show wasn't based on what we think. It was based on pleasing one person. And that, you know, that, that was an issue in itself, as Flawless uh, stated earlier. So, uh, holding people on planes, you ungrateful right, man. So, <laughs> right. So, we got that. And, you know, like I said, Hogan's team won, you know, massive pop. Rusev was just a fool. You could tell he just don't care anymore. Um, then we got the Fiend versus Steph Rollins, and we got the Red Light of Doom. Uh, this match, uh, I, I don't, I don't even know what to say about the match. The best part about it was the end when the Fiend came back and beat Seth Rollins, and now he's the champion. And we'll get into all that once we get into the SmackDown review. But uh, how do we feel about the Fiend being champion? So I'll tell you this: Little Flawless wants to get WWE 2K20 because he wants to play as Fiend because he saw his entrance and everything. Uh, but yeah, (laughs) and and I'm like, no, I'm not getting the game because the game glitches and it sucks. Had bad reviews. Well, can't we get 2K19? The fiend's not in there. (laughs) And I'm like, damn. Uh, but I'll tell you this. I like to match. Man, I'll tell you this. When he put him through the fire, I'm like, fuck. Match is gonna end. We talking talking the shit blew up. Mm -hmm. I just knew they was gonna end it. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, but I liked it that spot. That's that's probably the one part of the match that I actually liked. Like, I like that okay. whole little. Now, now, if they would have ended that match right there, would you have been okay with that? Well, no, but the stipulation is that yeah. the match can't just end. So you got to find Bray Wyatt and pull him out of there and pin his ass. So something got to happen. So I, I that that was part of the only reason why I didn't feel like it was going to end that way. I thought if Seth Rollins was was going to win this match, I was done. I was like. You cannot build the fiend up and have him lose twice or whatever like that. But you what are right. But they've been doing that in off show. They've been doing that on the uh, uh, yeah, dark I match. I know, I know, but it's dark match, yeah. But like with this, I was just a little worried. But when the fiend won, I was like, yes, thank you. But it was not. It was okay. Not special. Oh yeah, no. It was. It was a. It was a glorified house show. Uh, most definitely, uh, it was it was a glorified WrestleMania. That's that's really what it was because the show was too long in itself. Mm-hmm. I think plus the pre-show was like four hours or something. But um, yeah, this was a 
that was a terrible show. So, <clears throat> but I wanted to get y'all. I, I figured we had to say something about it, but not really get too in depth. We just talk about some of the good stuff, which was pretty much the the theme winning the title. Well, really, really quick before we before we end this, Seth Rollins has been talking super greasy lately, man. This is a you know this 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 Twitter finger Seth Rollins, this internet warrior, Mister Burn It Down, Mister Uncool Seth Rollins. I take nothing away from the guy. He's an absolute talent. He deserves to be the face of Raw. But the one thing I will say, man, dude, get off of social media. You're not that guy. It's just like he cannot let it go. I'm happy for once that Bray Wyatt did win it. Well, the Fiend Bray Wyatt won the title. Hopefully, we can let Seth Rollins kind of simmer it down somewhere in the corner, come back in a couple weeks, then we can try this thing again. Hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, I actually, I'm kind of okay with Seth not getting a title shot for a minute. Um, I, I think he's, he's he's had it long enough. I mean, to win it, lose it, win it, lose it. Uh, I mean, there got to be somebody else to go for the Universal Championship other than Seth Rollins. Like, it, it, there has to be somebody. Most um, I don't care. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just gonna say most definitely. And the what franchise that man, Seth Rollins thinks his shit don't stink. Like if you see him on Twitter and everything. Like he thinks he's the man. Like, man, if you were around during the click era, man, you would have been buried and went to WCW or ECW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or something, but yeah, we'll but we 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 need to touch on a few things and um because we had some we had a dynamic shift and in, in, in change, you know, now that we got the Fiend as the new Universal Champion, but he's on SmackDown, and we got a SmackDown Champion who, uh, who's got some issues. So, let's, let's, you know, let's go ahead and finish this off so we can get to the SmackDown. All right, well, that's what we're about to get ready to do. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. It's always it's an honor and a privilege. It's your boy, the franchise. He's too cold. He's flawless. And stay tuned, man. In about another 10, 15 minutes, we got that SmackDown review show coming up for you. Also, follow us on the social medias, Instagram, The Generation of Wrestling, Facebook, Generation of Wrestling. And until next time, we are the GOW. Peace. Doses. See you.